Show host Jonathan Joestar Beltran here with the crew. Uh, it's John. The Cliff. Donnie K here. Welcome to your backdoor anime hangout. That is Otaku Hourly. Tonight, we're actually talking about a film that we just saw in theaters called Tokyo Godfathers, which is directed by the late and great Satoshi Kon. Yeah! Yeah. yeah. And here, we're just going to be talking about it because, once again, saw it in theaters. Uh, many thanks to AX Cinema Nights and Eric Jansen for allowing us this opportunity to go see this film. Full disclosure, I have seen this film like two times. This is my third. Where, where is everybody else with this film? I've seen it only once, now twice, but uh, I'm a huge Satoshi Kon fan. <laughs> this is my first time seeing it, so I lost my Tokyo Godfather card. <laughs> okay, how about you, Donkey? Um, I don't know. It's been five, maybe ten years, so let's just say I've watched it again for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm just curious. What are, what are you guys' thoughts of it, uh, given your backgrounds? Because I think I appreciate this way more than I thought I would on a repeat watch. I've noticed intricate details uh, spliced in there that I never realized um, beforehand. And it just feels so intricately placed of like all these kinds of uh, storylines, these miracles or acts of God, if you will. Yeah, yeah, basically. (laughs) Because, you know, this is a movie like... Technically, of the Christmas spirit, but it all takes place after Christmas. It's a New Year's winter show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a movie designed for to be played on Christmas, and it's almost like when you play Elf, Miracle Babies, something about family. I actually like the animation. It never struck me the first time around. Yeah. Mm, what like what about um, the animation? Just, no, it looks. Everything looks both ugly and beautiful because it's well-drawn and detailed. And then suddenly, um, during the more um, action-y or comic scenes, um, everyone is all stretchy and actually cartoony. That is the late and great Satoshi Kon flexing his skills as an animator and a storyboard artist because uh, he was really good at portraying humans both in both docile but also like realistic and pure and in, in his own fun sense. And man, does this movie feel so good to watch on a Christmas. Mm, yeah. yeah, what makes you say that, actually? Uh, it's the themes in the movie. Like, I gotta remember. So you gotta remember with Satoshi Kon, um, for you, dear listener, if you don't know who he is, he is the well, he's a really well-known director. Unfortunately, he was taken from us way too early in 2010. He's Mr. Millennium Actress, Mr. Paranoia Agent. Yeah. Perfect Blue, right. Paprika. I think I remember Christopher Nolan or those other film directors that that actually follow him. Yeah. They, yeah. He is the he is the resource to you if you want to learn how to make a good shot composition. Yeah, like if you've seen Inception that was inspired from Paprika, if you've seen uh Darren Aronofsky's Black Swan that was inspired from uh Perfect Blue. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tokyo Godfathers is no different from like his acclaimed filmography as limited as it is in terms of just numbers. But, yeah, no, this film, like, I've grown to appreciate it way more than I thought I would. Because it's just, you could see just how how meticulous of a director and storyteller this guy is. And through screenwriter, uh, I believe her name is Keiko Nomura. 
she did a fantastic job with just laying out these little bits and pieces that somehow connect because this whole movie just feels like Christmas miracle after Christmas miracle after Christmas miracle. It is a literal series of unfortunate events. You, <laughs> you know what? I just realized in this movie that it's unlike his other movies, this one doesn't go really super ham on editing. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Because you know how, how his movies, his movies tend to like go like, oh man, quick editing shot here, oh match cut here. No, this movie's actually fairly straightforward with the occasional um, editing trick to for comedic effects. So like, just to get a sense of like a synopsis of the movie, it's about like three homeless. Homeless uh, guys on a, on a Christmas uh, day, I think, or uh, yeah, on a Christmas night. night, they find a baby Christmas. Yeah, yeah. they find a baby <laughs> in they the dumpster. They find a miracle child in yeah. the dumpster. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and their goal is to give is is to give this find the kids up f- real parents and give it back to their mothers. Therefore, becoming the Tokyo Godfathers. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, and, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Is he saying? Yeah, so like, so, so he goes through hardship and, and 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 coming of age of like, man, what led them to becoming homeless and them learning through trying to find this child's parents what they've learned about themselves. Yeah, and it's in the true spirit of Christmas of giving and learning from the people around you despite your circumstances. It's, indeed, indeed. Now, Cliff, I know this was your first time watching it. What are your thoughts? Well, the fact that this is like my first time seeing this, and as an anime fan who has been in it like for years and years, I actually am a little ashamed that I never really actually seen this movie. Even I'm though, disappointed. I've, even though, yeah. even yeah, I know, I know, shame on me. Even though I've heard of it, I never really got a chance to motivate myself to see it until today. So I gotta thank you guys for this opportunity. And honestly, this movie was like the fact I did not know that this was like the same guy that made Perfect Blue. And I've seen that movie so many times. My anime scanning skills is probably deteriorating a little bit. And again, hence my shame. But I'm actually glad, like I said, I've seen this movie and I actually found this like a really comedic way of like the three wise men finding baby Jesus. And this is actually like. Pretty you know, it's so funny you say that because I actually never really thought about it until you brought it up. I'm yeah, like, I didn't think it was an allegory for that. I oh. think it's, it's literally like an allegory it, or an analogy. Yeah, it's kind of weird where it's just like instead oh. of Mary and Joseph like bringing in the baby, it's literally the three Pretty kings wide. now bringing Mary, bring bringing Jesus, Jesus to, to Mary Joseph and Mary. Yeah, I did not realize the metaphor and symbol. Of, Dang, there's a reason why to go back and rewatch his movies. Yeah, then you learn something you never knew. Yeah, was, like and I see and I've seen this once. I was able to actually get that analogy just like. There. I yeah. think it's because I'm looking at like the animation and the match cuts and like the story itself. Oh, on, we got a, a film su- nerd on a sur- here on the surface level. Yeah, to where I never really got the metaphor. Well, which I didn't really see a metaphor until you just mentioned it. And now I can't unsee it. Yeah, because like it was like set up like with the literal birth of baby Jesus, where it was the preacher preaching and the choir singing. Why do you think, there, blah, blah, blah. Were so, why do you think there were so many miracles happening throughout the film? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because they were trying to bring the baby home. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jesus was born in a manger. It was pretty dirty. So, yeah. I, I know, uh, like, Donike, John, all three of us pretty much have been 
uh, seasoned with this film. Donna Kay, I know it's been a fat minute since you've seen yeah, it. Yeah, so. like, why I don't mind it is because, like, when I was watching it, I'm just like, oh, yeah, no, that makes sense. <laughs> because what are my memories before I sat down and watched it with you guys? Um, Angel Baby. Homeless guy that's old. Tokyo starts dancing during the credits. <laughs> It's so true. I'm just remembering mm. segments. I'm not actually remembering the story. Yeah, that's funny you say that because that's how I kind of remember his movies. It's just segmented because, you know, definitely... Uh, that the... part where the kids start taking out the trash. Yes. Yeah, no, uh, that's what I mean is I just remember things, but I don't remember a sequence. Yeah, mm. and that's the beauty of this movie is just the sequence. Now and, I understand it because there's a narrative. Now. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's... Well... One of my teachers from film school told me something that actually stuck to me to this very day and actually is a very good point. She said, make your story simple, but make your characters complex. And that actually... They did. Not saying that all stories have to be simple. I mean, if you want to be complex with it, by all means, it's up to you. But usually some of the best ones are usually the simple... Are, are, it's a simple narrative, but with characters that have, that have a complex motive. And see if there's actually character development and change, and leads to the question: Is there going to be change or not? So and that leads to the drama, and that leads to the antis- and that leads yeah, we to get to learn about the characters exactly. Yeah, we get to know the characters, and that's the point of the story. And I think that's what Satoshi Khan achieved when he was making this, because again, there was a lot of um, um, imagery of the nativity. There was they did go to church um, for it, and for a while, it showed how kind of bitter those three were. Mm-hmm. Towards, but throughout their journey, like they each have an event happen that goes completely wrong, mm-hmm. but a miracle happens after. And yeah. it is in the season of Christmas to watch this movie, and I think it's become a part of that rotation of Christmas movies. I, I'd 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 watch and recommend. Um, definitely, I guess as as a as a more of a seasoned anime fan, I wouldn't watch this with your kids, kids, <laughs> like little little kids. But if like. If it's like a nice teen family with teenagers, you'll enjoy this movie. Right, 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 right. I think too. This like, is a young adult show. Yeah, young yeah, adult movie. Very much so. Yeah. Like it's so funny with Satoshi Khan's movies. It's almost like you, you go and I'll just be brief about this. It's like Millennium Actress I'd recommend for kids <laughs> because it's not like as Yeah as adult and then you go yeah. Tokyo Godfathers, Paprika, and then Perfect Blue. Yeah, Perfect <laughs> Blue is like, it's like full on rated R. It's rated R. Yeah. No, yeah. Not even that. It's like NC17. Yeah, like like it's not yet rated, but I know G Kids has, has also put out all of his films. And well, Eleven Arts distributes Millennium Actress. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's but okay. other than that, though, they, uh, when I bought the packages, they're all good. It's just sad that such a director that had a lot of potential to like rival even the greats. That like Miyazaki, um, uh, you know, Mamoru Hosoda, Soda, um, Makoto Shinkai, it just was taken away from us too early, and his light was, and you know, just to go back from Tokyo Godfathers, it just shows that he has made an impact on cinema, and I would have loved to see what he could have done more with maybe other movies that were based off of uh, holidays too, you know. Right, 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 right. Mm. It's it's all that we got, and yet it. Each of his movies is like a labor of love. Like, it is bountiful with cinema language and cinema beauty. And I, I think, too, what makes this film particularly impactful, at least for me as a repeat watcher of this, is like, I never really understood just how intrinsically 
family this whole movie is. And I, okay, I need to explain myself. I know family is a big thing, but it's just like everyone in there has a family, like whether they be lost or abandoned or run away. And they somehow all come back together in their own unique way. And it's like, that's the human touch that I really love about Satoshi Kon's work and uh, his work with Keiko Nomura. Because it's just, yeah, yeah there, there's something real about uh, Satoshi Kon's work that kind of separated from anime movies uh, that we see like then and even today. So yeah, like literally, you're right about that because it's like throughout the film, even though the film was nothing but, I would jokingly say coincidence. The movie, no, it really is. Yeah, really it's, is. yeah. yeah. it's nothing but coincidences. It's just how the characters perceive something and then how they learn from it. Yeah, and because of how realistic uh, Satoshi Kon was, and he was a master class of just drawing the human figure. But again, this isn't like your anime with the bright hair and colors. Colors and whatever. Big eyes. And big eyes or powers or whatever. This is, like, legit, like, you're looking at real people. But he takes the... But it's not just, oh, I drew a realistic person. I actually created an animation and used anime to kind of... Like, remember Donnie K, we were just talking about some of the... When some of the movements were really exaggerated, (laughs) it got, like, to become a cartoon almost. Yeah, everyone became squishy um, squishy and stretchy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it felt very excellent to see um those like just a master class in art and you know just and it makes it me sad as an animation uh, fan that you people want to take it seriously because it's animation but there is a heart to the animation yeah and it's both realistic but also takes advantage of the medium yeah 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 now i want i do want to ask you all like what do you think this movie says about satoshi Kon's legacy and like why do you think people keep coming back to it I'm gonna let I'm gonna let these two answer first because I might have a lengthy answer. But uh, I need I need, need marinate on it. The boring and cynical answer is um, I would just throw out as fanboyism because he's a great man. You watch it, and then because people keep chanting it's great, you will watch it. But if I want to just take it like for reals, um, no, it's it's timeless. It's not something dated. There's no political um, attachments. Might be, but I didn't notice them anyways. Um, but no, it's a fun adventure about three homeless people delivering a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a good quote to actually support this man's legacy is the goal is not to live forever, but to create something that does. And this is actually showcasing that Satoshi Kon actually not like creating Tokyo Godfather as well as his other movies that he has made showcase that this man's ingenuity, his his vision, his way of showcasing his cinematography tactics of making his movies showcases that his own his own individual brilliance and vision to actually give us entertainment, but also lessons, interesting lessons and lessons that we people either take for granted or never really considered before. And also the idea of family. I feel like I feel like this is actually like this talk of family. I'm getting Fast and Furious vibes. But, <laughs> I mean, they did kind of go fast and furious in one moment. You guys are like a family to me. <laughs> family, the power, of, the power of family. And I thought this wasn't an anime, yeah. but, but anyways, yeah. That being, Even though we're not related by blood, yeah. <laughs> we get, we get, we can jump, we can, we can survive a, a jump off a mountain by the power of family. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, 
just aside. But yeah, seriously, um, yeah, even though he is no longer with us, his works continue to actually live on for him and to actually inspire us for years to come. That's a great quote. Um, and I think now, now that you told me that quote, that actually helped me summarize his legacy for me. I think, yeah, you're right. His movies are timeless. They're, you can rewatch them over and over again and you can never get bored or you can, you, you'll always find a new detail you never saw and never point of view. And no matter how many YouTube essays you, you, you watch on this guy, you'll never, until, Satoshi Khan, kind of like every other anime director like Shinkai and, Miyazaki is an experience. And watching it on the big screen definitely was... Saw, I got to see extra details and learn more about it than I would have if I watched it by myself. And talking with you guys. It's just... His movies are going to become timeless and it's something that we're going to all learn the more we do. Whether you're a filmmaker, whether if you're uh, just a seasoned movie goer, whether you're an anime fan. Heck, it's one- I mean, even the other um, audience members as we were leaving even said like, wow... Yeah, they yeah. That, they were. It was really good, and they've never seen Cohn's work. Yeah, and so we talked to them, and and they expressed to us about they want to check out more of his work. And yeah, it's it's definitely a movie to where you can actually win your non anime friend fans over. Satoshi Kon's work <laughs> is actually up there in the pinnacle of like if you want to know what cinema mo- American. It's not just cinema. anime. It's a movie. Yeah, yeah. It is movie. It is the experience that comes with it. And so that's what Satoshi Khan's legacy is, is that he made timeless classics and, you know, and it's sad that he was taken from us way too early. Yeah. 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 Just briefly, just to piggyback off of John's point of like, this is a pretty accessible film and just his catalog is very, accessible for even the more cynical anime viewer or even just film guy who's a bit cynical towards anime like satoshi Kon's work is a love letter to cinema and you could tell each and every one of his movies breathes that kind of passion so i would honestly say please go give it a watch go give tokyo godfathers it's time also want to reach this out to you guys what did you think about it just watching in the big screen quickly (laughs) i did notice some details and i'm not gonna lie like and for the scope of this uh, recording i won't go into it but let's just say it was interesting to kind of see the little details watching it on the big screen because yeah normally if you watch it at home which nine times out of ten you guys can watch it at home you may kind of miss it but the whole point about his movies is to go rewatch those dang movies but watching it on the big screen was a treat well, like I said, this is my first time actually seeing it. This is actually just an overall fun experience to actually see his work in the big screen. And I can only imagine seeing, like, Perfect Blue on the big screen. Oh, I'd be, horrified. <laughs> I'd be horrified for that. Um, I don't know if I... I really you know, I don't know. No lie, I was good playing to do the watch, but I'm like, I have it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't so, want to... Like, so, mm. so, with that morbid... Th- so, with that morbid mindset... <laughs> well, mind, I know that... JoJo has Satoshi Kon episodes planned somewhere in the near future. Somewhere. But, but again, Tokyo Godfathers is definitely a great watch for the Christmas season. Yeah. So, and then yeah, Down so, K, yeah, so, so with that in mind, it was, like I said, it's, it, was a, it was a fun treat. It was a really good movie. I really glad I enjoyed it. And I got, that's pretty much it. I got no regrets for seeing it. I loved it. It was nice. great. And then just... If I want to throw in my two cents, 
You can watch it on a monitor, you can watch it on your television screen, but remember, this particular guy is a... Well, I'm going to assume he's a cinephile. Yes. Most of his composition and everything is designed for the silver screen, so you might as well check it out on there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Paprika is coming in on next year, 2024, on February, so look on details for that on AX Cinema Nights. Now, if I can't watch it on the big screen like everyone keeps talking about, where can I buy the Blu-ray or DVD? Uh, You could find it over at G-Kids, and if you have streaming services, it is on Max. So, yeah, that's where you can find Tokyo Godfathers and Satoshi Kon's work in there. And Millennium Actress specifically is on Eleven Arts. And Paranoia Agent uh, is distributed formally from Funimation. Uh, I don't know where they go now. But there are Blu-rays and DVDs for Paranoia Agent. So Tokyo Godfathers, Perfect Blue, and Paprika, G-Kids, Millennium Actress, Eleven Arts... And Paranoia Agent, Funimation, or whatever you could find. Crunchyroll, I guess. Crunchyroll, probably. So, yeah. With that being said, show host Jonathan Joseph Beltran with... John. The Cliff. Donnie K. We'll see you at the next Backdoor Anime Hangout that is Otaku Hourly. Peace.